the other 19 managers together. Three, two, one, and it's live. Right. God, this is my third podcast today that I've done. I know they're only short, but I just have so many thoughts in my brain. Hat trick, three. Three of the best, as they say on FIFA. So this one, I'm going to talk positions in youth football. So from five years old up to when they're teens, basically, probably 16. But mainly focusing around the 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, which are quite vital years. Um, Going back to my experience as a player, I've said in, I think, the first podcast that without my head exploding, I, I, I was pretty good. Didn't start off being very good. I was all gangly and all over the place, but something clicked in me around age 10, and I just motored on. Um, my dad was my coach, uh, along with a guy called Chris, um, who was really demanding on me, that guy, in a nice way, though. You know, I'd bring a ball out the air on my chest, I'd slot it away with my right foot, and he'd be on at me. Adam, could have used your head there? And I'd turn around and I'd be like, but it's in, mate, isn't it? It's in the goal. You know, it was all banter. It was fine. It was fine. Um, But that team, so my youth, I started out as a defender. We played five-a-side. My dad played the quickest players at the back, which was me and this boy called Carl. And his task or challenge to us was how far can you get and I remember running down the wing so I'd win it or I'd receive it off the goalie and I'd be running as far as I can I can hear my mum on the side going go on Adam that's all I could hear her voice just honed in and I was trying to get as far as I could if I couldn't I'd pass to someone or you know whatever and that's how I started then obviously you move through the through the ages and through the different systems, seven aside, nine aside, and whatever, whatever it was back then. God, that was that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, but I then transitioned from defender. I then moved. Funnily enough, I I I went right up front. I was a striker because my pace mainly. Uh, I wouldn't think it to look at me now. You know, I found the fridge. I wouldn't be able to run very quick now. Um, but as a as a as a player, as a, a young lad, it was almost Gerard through to Torres. You know, I was Torres, put it through, I'm in, and I'm scoring, sort of thing. Um, and I mean, I got I got a lot of goals. I think one season I scored fifty two. I think fifty two in however many games, 30 games or whatever, um, which ultimately got me scouted. Um, but I won't go into that. It, uh, yeah, I was a striker after being a defender. Then, um, so that, I moved to a striker probably when I was when I was 10, I reckon. 10 through to 13. Then I got scouted. Um, and I played predominantly as a striker 
but back then you could also play for your grassroots team as well so I then transitioned and could I could play anyway really if my dad wanted me to do a job I could play anywhere I then transitioned a bit more into into the hold into a number 10 and I was sort of the link um, as for if I'm being honest as well as football um, went on and as we grew as people I mean some of them were all about the physicality and you know lumping it up to this striker you know when we we're all growing and adolescence and I wasn't really interested in that I was interested in the ball on the floor give it to me give it to me on the floor somewhere or put it into space and I'll get there so I became more creative as my years went on I would say and I was I mean Ronaldinho was a massive massive inspiration to me uh, Henri when I was a striker even though I was a Chelsea fan, Henri just, I just idolised him. And then Ronaldinho, you know, when I was playing in that number 10 role, um, creating for people. But then there was this one time we were playing, this one time at band camp, oh, sorry. Um, we were going away to play this top of the table team. And my dad was like, look, Adam, we're in the car, you know, I need you to do a job for me today. They've got this player. I need you to sit on him. Just just sit on him all game. And we were probably f probably 14, 15 at the time. So you're taking it quite seriously. You want to win, you know. You look at the league tables. Um, and I sat defensive midfield and just followed this guy around wherever he went. Um, and did a job on him. You know, I was very versatile. Then, once I had been scouted and I was having trials at a pro club and, anyway, didn't get in, um, I came back. Um, but coinciding with that, my dad had quit the team because, obviously, he was going to follow me around. He wasn't going to keep coaching and never see me play. So someone else took over. I came back to that team and it, it wasn't the same. Um, it, um, you know, it was full of just starting fights, people, you know, teenagers and their adolescents and trying to show how strong they are, you know, and all this. Anyway, I went back and I played as a winger because this this manager had this big strong lad up front and we, we played like that. But um, I played as a winger. So, so, yeah, there in my childhood, I've played... You know, three or four, sometimes five different positions, quite adequately. And I, you know, I just, through my experiences, was able to learn and play anywhere. So, looking at coaching now, with my teams and my players, um, we try to move them around as much as possible. Some have positions they feel safe in, but players shouldn't always always feel safe. They should be tested. They should be chucked in the ugly zone, as I call it. Um, if a player plays predominantly in defence, he's only seeing one picture. It's all in front of him most of the game. He, in, in player development, they have to see lots of pictures, not just one. Uh, lots of experiences, all, all in different areas around the pitch. Um, 
if that player plays defence the whole of his childhood and then I'm not his coach anymore, our team disbands, he goes to another team and the only position that they're looking for is a winger or an attacking midfielder, he statistically has such a low chance of getting in that team because he's never played there. So be the all-round player. Gareth Southgate at the moment, England, England DNA. It's hot at the moment to have all-round players, confident on the ball, creative, decision-makers. You know, we're, we're well behind following Brazil, Germany and Spain with this, and Holland, but we're getting there. And um, too many times at the weekend we come up against teams who, number one, never take players off because they need to win the game. You know, they'll keep their striker on the whole game up front because they know he'll get goals and they'll win the game. But really, is are you maximising that player's potential just playing him in one position? Wouldn't he, you know, to play as a striker, to develop himself even further, playing against defenders, playing in defence, would be so beneficial to him because he'd know when he goes back up front what he didn't like to play against as a defender. That's that's why I was so good as a striker, I feel, because when I played in defence when I was young, I knew exactly what I hated. You know, I used to constantly try and find the space where the player couldn't see me, the defender couldn't see me. So when I went back up front, that's what I did. Um, but yeah, playing playing fixed positions at youth level, it means your team and your players are so rigid, uh, it limits their creativity and their development. They're only seeing one picture, as opposed to 10 plus pictures if they played in different positions. Their enjoyment, enjoyment and effort will slowly decrease or rapidly decrease sometimes if little Johnny up front is the only one scoring the goals and the only one getting the manager of the year award because he scored goals the defenders are soon going to have had enough leave or give up football and we don't want that it's positions also are sometimes based on if you're strong, if you're athletic, or if you're weak. Athletic players usually play midfield. Strong players either play defence or if they can finish up front. So where does the weak player fit in? Well, he'll fit in wherever you can put him. If you're a winning, a winning coach and it's, it's all about the result. But it shouldn't be that case. Everybody should play everywhere. Another massive factor is, you know, players are told by their parents what position they play best. My dad said I'm a, you know, I've had it. Play, parents will stand on the side and say, oh, my son will only ever be a defender. I mean, how, I get so sad when I hear it. How limiting is that to your son? or your daughter. It's so limiting. They can be whatever they want to be. 
people grow, people change, people learn. And like I've said before, later in their career, you don't know what they're going to be. You don't know who they're going to be. For, for example, Gareth Bale started out as a left back. Now he's Real Madrid and he's a right winger, cutting in. <laughs> Ashley Cole, Jordi Alba, both started as strikers. Jordi Alba was Barcelona's best youth striker. Then he ended up playing left back. There are lots of examples. Martin Keown started out as a striker. Jamie Carragher was a striker. The best striker in Liverpool, Jamie Carragher was, ends up being a defender. It's, you know, you have to be versatile now to survive in football. Also, it's, this is something that in the past year I've come up with. Now, I think it's forward thinking. It might not win us games, but I think player development will go through the roof. So, scrap positions. Why do you need them in youth, in youth football? Maybe it's at age 15 you'd look at positions, but why not have three areas of the pitch when they're, when they're younger? Yeah, let's say seven to 10. So three horizontal areas. You've got obviously a defensive zone, a midfield zone and, a, and an attacking zone. You wouldn't call them that. You'd probably call them something else, but create movement, create fluidity. You can, you have to have, you, you, know, you can set challenges. You have to have one player in, in every zone at all times. Um, and move around and maybe a maximum of three. So there's one defender, it's, a, it's our goal kick. There's one defender in the defensive zone. I think, oh, I'll move in there and create an overload against that attacker. And then once I've got it, then we'll move out constantly moving around oh he's gone forward I'll move in there oh I'll move over there oh I've spent too long in the striker zone I'm being a bit lazy here I'll move back and play somewhere else also you as the coach if you can see that try not to talk too much on the side to him but if you can see that a player has stayed up as a striker as a Ruud van Nistelrooy for a certain amount of time five minutes let's say just you know little word to him come on different zone keep moving and it creates different angles for them to receive the ball there's so much involved it's it's frightening and then when they go through the ages when they get up to 16 you could maybe have five or six zones on the pitch like Pep Guardiola does you could really sort of really go go into it um, in a big way and you could have maybe set players that can only go in set zones but say say they've got a minimum of two zones that they can go into so they're getting different different experiences and it creates movement and teams won't teams won't be able to to live with it teams really will not be able to live with it but most importantly the player is developing at an excelled rate I feel and I've just just before lockdown started this was my this was my plan and this is what I will do with my team that is how we'll do it 
um, I will obviously let, let you know with the success of it. Obviously, kids want to win, so we will judge if we win with this, but also I will judge player enjoyment and freedom and develop and development. I mean, we've all got the players, you know, you, you're talking to them, you say, right, you're playing midfield today, I'd like you to do this, do this, can you try this, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, they say, so, so, so am I playing in there? And you think, oh my God. One, you think, in, in the past, I would have thought, did you not listen? But now, I think, did I not say it properly to you? D did I not explain it well enough? Or... Is it just completely pointless and too complicated and just give them the three zones and the freedom to play? I hope this has sparked a little part of your brain thinking, oh, that's, that's not a bad shout. I'm going to give that a try. If you have, if you do try it whenever we get back to football, let me know. Or if you come up with something like that, forward thinking, please let me know. Um... I'm I'm on Twitter at Coach Adam Lott L O double T. Please let me know. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see your ideas or or your your failings. Yeah, where it failed you. Let me know. Thank you. Today's analogy is it's quite a good one really i mean it's it really suits the positions or or not um debate and it the analogy is if a child lives in a house and he's locked in his bedroom all the time and he can only look out of of one window his his bedroom window and all he sees is a dirty city with fumes everywhere and busy traffic but if he looked out the other side of the house out his mum and dad's window and his brother's window there was a lovely lake and there was a lovely uh, countryside trees hills mountains would he grow up differently so it's that fixed mindset isn't it or opening every window or every door to give them the best possible growth as people and as players.